You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason here on ESPN 1400. 645 on the game, ESPN 1400. Scott Nason with you. I want to thank our guests so far, Matt Johnson from Sioux High Football and Linda Bouvet from Lake Superior State University Club Softball. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll start our roundtable with Butch Davis from Butch on Sports and EJ Russell from Escanaba, Michigan. Joining us right now on the game, you know him well, a native of Sioux St. Marie. Grew up playing hockey here, uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Oh, by the way, he's also the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, Jeff Blaschel, joining us on the game. Jeff, thanks for coming on tonight and joining us. Yeah, Scott, it's a pleasure to be on the show up in the Sioux. Well, we appreciate you on, Jeff. And, uh, you know, let, let's first of all, I've been asking all our guests this, and we were talking a little bit before we went on the air as far as, you know, just trying to get through this pandemic and how you and your family are doing. And so I'm going to offer that question to you. How how are the Blaschels during, doing during COVID-19? Well, it's obviously been a, you know, a long stretch here as it has been for everybody. And we've gone through different stages of it, uh, as I'm sure everybody else has. And certainly early, you know, over the, the one thing I would say is I've gotten to, to have more family time than I probably ever have in my life. And I've got a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a 10 year old. And, uh, so that's been really neat. That's been, uh, you know, a positive part of it for sure. Um, you know, we've, we've kept working and trying to be ready and try to be as prepared as we can. Um, but certainly have had that that extra family time that we didn't count on, and, and we're and we're savoring it. And as you know, when the kids get to that age, there's a there's a it'll be a few years where they don't want to talk to us anymore. <laughs> so uh, we're we're taking advantage of this time where they still mildly want to be with us. So it's been it's been fun that way. Jeff, we're going to talk about the uh, season coming up and some of the details. But before we get into that, you know. What has been the one biggest surprise so far to you as far as your tenure coaching the Detroit Red Wings? Obviously, you know, this, I believe, your fifth season going in. If you had to pick one thing that surprised you the most so far, what is it? Um, you know, I don't know if surprise, if there's one thing that's necessarily surprised. We we certainly, you know, I would say last year, um, you know, we, we knew it could be a, a tough year, but but to the level of, of tough that it was, was something that we didn't expect. You know, when, when Danny DeKaiser went down, yeah. um, our, our decor was a bit thin to start, and, and that was a big loss for us. And injuries are part of it, um, but some years you're just not uh, super deep at certain positions, and so that one was a big one. So there was, a, you know, that was certainly uh, – a tough time and in, in, in from a professional standpoint. Now I will say though, like I'm a big believer that, that you have the opportunity to learn great things from those times. And so, um, you know, every, every year here in Detroit, I'm, I'm going into my sixth year, every year uh, presents unique challenges. Um, you know, we certainly trying to, 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 to get this organization back to where everybody wants it to be. But, you know, I think we all understand that that takes time and, and we're at a certain point in the cycle. And so, we're trying to build it and do it the right way. And I think one of the things I got to constantly remind myself is as much as we want to win tomorrow, uh, we can't sacrifice long-term to try to win tomorrow. And we got to make sure we, we, we have this uh, long-term plan to try to win uh, the right way and do it over the, the long haul. Jeff, let's look at that plan as far as the NHL draft, which was a couple of weeks ago. The Red Wings with 12 picks, including the fourth overall pick. You took Lucas Raymond, a forward from Sweden. A total of six forwards, five defensemen, and one goaltender were selected in this year's draft. Uh, were you happy with the uh, individuals that you were able to get uh, out of this year's draft class? 
Yeah, I think the biggest part in the draft, and, and, and you know, NHL head coaches don't have uh, nearly the input uh, as, as, let's say, NFL coaches do. It's, uh, it's more of a separate thing, as it should be, because we don't get a chance in normal times to see the players, uh, and that's why we have a, a large scouting staff that scouts all over the world. And the NHL draft, I think, is the hardest draft because of the different levels that the, the scouts have to scout from, anywhere from high school hockey to, to, to men's pro hockey, uh, you know, different parts of the world. So it is very, very difficult. But, um, you know, the biggest thing I would say with the draft, whether it be this year or over the last number of years, is between, you know, after my my first season in Detroit was the first time that we didn't trade any, that we didn't trade any draft picks uh, at the trading deadline. And then the next sub, the subsequent years, we, we actually added draft picks. And I think between Ken Holland and Steve Eisman, they've done a great job of adding the quantity of draft picks, especially in those first three rounds. And what that does is, is gives you just more, more uh, chances to win. Basically it's, it's a little bit like a lottery in the, in the more raffle tickets you have, the better chance you have to hit. And you don't need to hit on every pick, and you're never going to. But you need to hit on as many as possible, and 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 especially if you can hit big with a couple guys that end up being superstars. You know that's how you ultimately uh, get your team to that highest level. And so, you know, we're excited about the the, the number of, of prospects we've had. I think when I when I do development camps, we didn't do it this year, obviously, but when I did it, did it a year ago, I thought our defense core is as deep in terms of potential players as, as I've seen since I've been in the organization. Now it's a matter of some of that potential becoming reality. Um, certainly, you know, our top pick with Lucas Raymond, we've got a guy who, who has a chance to be an electric player, a guy who's got a chance to be a high-end offensive player. And ultimately, we need, uh, we need guys at each position. So, you know, I certainly trust the work that Chris Draper and, and Steve Eisenman and, and their management scouting team did. And, uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to, to years to come with, with the number of draft picks that we've had. Jeff Blaschel joining us on the game, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, coach, you mentioned Steve Eiserman, uh been on the job now, I believe, 18 months as general manager for the Detroit Red Wings. You hired in under Ken Holland. How has that transition gone with you and, you know, having Ken Holland there for a few years and having Steve, Steve Eiserman come in? How, how has that transition been? Well, I think, um, you know, I've been really, really, really fortunate in my time as, a, as an NHL head coach. If you think about the two general managers I've had, uh, they're both Hall of Famers yeah. now uh, with Ken's induction. And, and uh, you know, Steve, obviously as a player, but but ultimately I think he'll be judged as a Hall of Fame general manager as well. And so, um, you know, I've been really, really lucky to be able to have uh, those two uh, gentlemen as, as resources. And, um, you know, I think you get an opportunity to work with people on a day-to-day basis. You can learn so much from them. Certainly in, in this particular case, I had lots of conversations with Steve uh, through last year uh, because he had, he's lived this before. Right. You know, he did it in the early days of the, of, of the Red Wings. Um, you know, what, what things worked, what didn't work. Uh, those types of conversations, I think, were, were really enlightening and, and can really not just help myself as a coach, but help our whole organization. So, again, I feel real lucky, uh, real blessed to have been able to work with both, gen- both gentlemen. They're both great people, um, certainly hard driving, certainly want success, very, very honest. Um, but that's how I expect. And ultimately, we all want the same thing. We want to get the Red Wings back to the top. 
Coach Jeff Blaschel joining us on the game. And Jeff, you know, it wasn't just drafts, but free agent signings uh, that have keeping the wings in the news here over the past couple weeks. Uh, veterans like Bobby Ryan, Mark Stahl. You also have help on defense, John Merrill, uh, Thomas Greason, Nett. Uh, lots of depth and players that want to play in Detroit that are on the free agent market. Uh, two questions out of this. One is obviously the additions. How much is that going to help your team? And two, are you really looking as a coach to get players that just want to play for you, want to play in Detroit and help this organization grow? Well, I think certainly, you know, I'll start with the second part. I think certainly you you want people that want to be in your organization. And that was no different when I was recruiting in college or coaching in college. You always want people that want to be there. That's a prerequisite, not just there because you may have paid them the most money. You want people that want to be there because what, they might have a tie to, to Detroit uh, and have an extra passion for Detroit. They might have a tie to the Red Wings. They might have a tie to yourself as a coach, or maybe it's just the, the, they see it as the exact right fit. And so you, we certainly want those types of people. And I think uh, I thought we did a pretty good job in free agency, given that we, we certainly didn't want to do anything that was going to put us in a position uh, that we that we regret uh in in future years um and sometimes in free agency that happens where you get caught up and, and you end up uh, paying a contract out that's great for the first three four years and maybe not as great the last three years or so and and so we didn't want to put ourselves in any of that position um so a lot of them are short-term contracts but they're guys that are highly motivated uh i i believe totally want to be here want to be part of this solution uh want to be part of getting this uh, organization uh back on the right track and so i'm excited about that Looking ahead to the upcoming season, Coach, uh, we don't have a whole lot of details as far as when it might start. It looks like possibly in early January. Uh, what do you know, if anything, as far as this point on what the NHL plans to do or that you have been told? Honestly, I probably know as much as, as, as you do in, in a sense that it's it's basically there's really been no news, and I don't blame the NHL for that. Right. I think the NHL did a great job. Uh, maybe the best job of any of the sports leagues of just being patient when when COVID hit, uh, not making not not having any rush to judgment, and and then as make the best decision they could as as time proceeded. And I think we're going to do the same thing uh, as we move forward here. Um, you know, certainly uh, Commissioner Batman came out at the draft and uh, basically made it sound like January at the earliest right now. Um, you know, I'm, you know, those of us in Detroit, we're, we're hoping to get going as quick as possible. We want to play tomorrow because we haven't played in such a long period of time. But I also understand, you know, there's a lot of things that play in the problem in these situations and what's different with COVID. It's, it's a lot that's out of our control. Right. And, and so we just have to be patient. Uh, trust the NHL is going to make the, the decision to play at the best time possible and put us in the best position as a, as a league. And so we're preparing. Uh, to, to be as ready as we can when that time starts. And, and not knowing for sure what that means, uh, we just got to make sure we're as prepared as possible. Um, and, and in the meantime, this does give our players a chance to continue to get better. And, you know, we, we've been off a long time. The bodies are rested. Uh, let's take this opportunity when maybe some other teams are still resting from playing in the playoffs uh, to improve ourselves, to improve ourselves as, as individuals. And that's what we're trying to do. Coach Jeff Blaschel joining us on the game of the Detroit Red Wings. Coach, we had a couple more questions before we let you go. Uh, you know, you talked about not being able to practice or, you know, do much with the team. Uh, is there a, a testing element with, you know, yourself and the players as far as from the organization or the NHL right now? Or, you know, what, what is the protocol? Is there a certain amount of times that you have to test or is, does that all start once you actually, you know, get into training camp? Yeah, that would really start once we get into where we're, 
doing things out of our rink. And right now we're not. Um, right now our players are, are uh, in different spots around around the world uh, um, training, and, and we're certainly monitoring that training um, in touch with the players uh, on a number of different levels. But until we really get going into training camp, or certainly once we get going more in our rink, uh, those protocols start at that point. So right now um, we're, we're not under that. Um, and, and we're just kind of going day to day and, and everybody's, uh, uh, responsible for their own inner drive and their own commitment to, to their development. Final question for you, coach. Uh, quite a few listeners wanted me to ask you this question, uh, spending time in Sault Ste. Marie being raised here. As a matter of fact, you and I were classmates and then played some youth hockey together. If you had to pick one memory of Sault Ste. Marie, which we like to call up here, the original hockey town playing hockey or just in general, what would that one memory be? Well, first off, it was a great, great, great place to grow up. And, and Scott, as you know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it was a great, great childhood. And really, there's a lot of people that had huge impacts on my life, uh, in Sault Ste. Marie, friends, teachers, coaches. Um, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, some of my youth coaches in the past, Bob Brown and John Ferroni were two that had a huge impact on not only my lives, but, but a lot of the people, a lot of the guys I played with. And, you know, I do, I had so many good memories. It's really hard to narrow to one. Uh, I, I do. I would say when I was playing for the Sioux Hawks uh, in Midget AAA, you know, we had a state tournament up in the Sioux against Little Caesars, and the the, the crowd was packed. The, the North Center at the time it was packed, and uh, and it was a really cool time. But uh, I would just say just a flood of memories. And and um, you know, I went back to the Sioux this summer with my uh, with my wife and my kids, uh, and just want to make sure that my kids get a real good feel for what a, what a great place it was that their dad grew up and uh, how proud I am to, uh, to have grown up in the Sioux. Well, Jeff Blaschel, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, joining us on the game. Coach, appreciate you coming on our show and look forward to the upcoming season and glad to hear that you and your family are doing good. And uh, we'll hopefully we'll get you on again sometime this season. Appreciate you coming on and uh, best of luck in the upcoming season. Yeah, I'd love to. Great, great chatting with you again, and uh, uh, good, uh, best of health to your family as well. Thank you, uh, Coach Jeff Blaschel, joining us on the game. We come back, we'll start Hour 2 of our roundtable. That's coming up next on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, here on ESPN 1400.